everybody, welcome to my podcast, Euron's Podcheck. Uh, you get a podcheck every two weeks. Uh, I'm doing this, you know, basically to you know get everybody's take on you know what the the field of the workplace is looking like, you know, um, what you know the, the workplace needs, what is happening. Um, you know, today's guest is going to be Phil Urshadi. He is the singer of uh, Great Scott, the Great Scott Band. I will be linking him, and he's also a chess player. I met him at the Global Village uh, Coffee Shop right near NC State. Um, you know, basically, you know, the ideas that we are discussing just involve um, how we see uh, t- the test taking process. You know, these standardized tests and 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 how they help us, how they measure us and marginalize us. Um, how does that translate over to performance in the workplace? And are we really living our passion? So I hope that you can enjoy. Um, here's my talk. And you know, if there's any feedback, good or bad, um, it's only going to make us better. So feel free. So I have here uh, Phil. Hello, hello. Phil, and he uh, met him. Um, he's a teacher and a, a musician and a chess player. And um, full-time mega nerd, I hasten <laughs> to add. <laughs> like, what, what what would be like your, your, your nerd spectrum? Like, my nerd spectrum is anime. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Def- so, definitely a little bit into anime, yeah. um, heavy into science and math. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely into video games. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, man, I've, I've, I was born this way, and <laughs> I will never be anything else. Definitely. This is here to stay. Yeah, no, no one's going to force me to change either. No, like, you better not. <laughs> so, um, I do want to, you know, talk because we, you know, it kind of sprouted that you were a teacher, and definitely mm-hmm. want to talk about your experience with that. Uh, you know, this is a podcast about you know the, the work, the workplace, and you know just everything that in, in, um, that involves it. That yeah, you know. So why not talk about where our students come from, where our workforce comes from? So definitely. What what made you become a, a teacher slash tutor? I feel like the universe selected me to do it. Yeah. Oddly enough. Oh yeah. Like I remember as a child, like I was the one kid in the room mm-hmm. who really wanted to mess around with numbers. Oh yeah. They kept trying to get me to read books or color <laughs> mm-hmm. or like make drawings. And I'm like, hell with all that. Give me the number stuff. <laughs> exactly. They yes. ran out of number stuff to give me eventually because <laughs> I was that into it. And what I noticed was I had this tendency. It's like mm-hmm. now I knew that I understood it well and I wanted mm-hmm. to show the other kids how it worked. Yeah. They weren't that interested at four years old. Oh, wow, no. <laughs> now they were. <laughs> You couldn't really convince them to do that, but I never quite gave up. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. I was trying to show my, like, I remember like when I was like age six, age seven, I wanted to show my brother all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that interested either. Yeah, but eventually you, you climb that wall where it's yeah. like, okay, I'm at a certain level where you know people are going to respect what I'm saying. And, yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I know a lot about this. Yeah, yeah. it took me Definitely. some time to get there. Mm-hmm. I have to say, um, school prepared me very well to teach math. Mm-hmm didn't necessarily prepare me for much else, I've yeah. noticed, because yeah. mm-hmm. my degree is in chemistry, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And in chemistry, oddly enough, like, the share between lab work mm-hmm. and theory is weighted really heavily on the theory, yeah. okay? Yeah. Like 75, 25, or even less. The practice and not the doing. Yeah, the pre- yeah exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And the, that degree prepared me really well to solve mm-hmm. math problems and logic problems, uh-huh didn't really prepare me that much to be a chemist, oddly enough. I got really good at math, so I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I could go into the lab, but 
that's not really what I'm prepared to do and yeah. not really what I'm good at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like I my training for the degree got me good at something completely different from the job that I was going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I could force myself into the lab and force myself to do what I'm not well suited for. Mm-hmm. Well, I could just teach math. Yeah. So that's what I did. Who's your first student? My first student. Wow. That's a long time ago. I got I mean, not counting my brother. <laughs> my first student that I got paid money to teach? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't even remember the guy's name. Oh, yeah. He was um he was a friend of a friend mm-hmm. back in university and he was taking chemistry 1. He was like, "Yeah, my friend says that you're a, you're a chemistry student. Could you help me out?" Mm-hmm. I like went up there to his dorm room mm-hmm. and he just like showed me the assignment. I looked at it. I'm like, "Wait a second. I can do this." Yeah. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure I can tell him how to do exactly. it. Exactly. I can show you. I can yeah. show you how to fish. So you I can show. Yeah. <laughs> I can show you how to put some bait on the hook and throw it in the water and exactly. catching the fish is on you. But exactly. yeah, you gotta fry it. Uh, you have, that's uh, you got you gotta do the hard work. But exactly. I can I can show you the way. Definitely. That's yeah. the thing. You the thing about being a teacher is like you want people to understand it. Mm-hmm. You're you're in a place where you want to show you want people to get where you are. Absolutely. But you can't give it to them. Yeah. You, they have. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're all self-taught. That's true. It's like you can you can have it demonstrated. You can demonstrate the strategies mm-hmm. and the behaviors that will get them to that place. But mm-hmm. they are the ones mm-hmm. who have to get there. Yeah, absolutely. As yeah. much as you might want to take a chunk of your brain out and stick it Just in their please, head and yeah. say, "There you go." I can't. I can't even remember how many times I've said, "I, I wish I could just." possess you <laughs> just to just to help you with this yeah, test. but you know I there's can, no future in that <laughs> yeah no exactly <laughs> but uh yeah I, um my my hurdle is getting students chess students for example mm-hmm. and at a certain level they understand what you're talking about they're starting to beat you and, yeah and um but they they can't you can't teach them only so there's only so much you can teach them until right. you have to pass them on to someone else right exactly um, you know with with chemistry and, and things like that it's different it's, you know it's more so so much of d- depth that can yeah you can that, you, know? you can rabbit hole way deep into chemistry and yeah, yeah. I mean I can take people pretty deep into chemistry at this point yeah. of course I can't teach them everything you know there comes exactly. a time where you they where you've done all you can for them mm-hmm. and you got to mm-hmm. say well this is all I can teach you. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've worked with the same students for two, three years sometimes yeah. before I reach that point. And I'm always really proud of them for making that journey with me. Definitely. I'm always like, man, I compare you now mm-hmm. to where you were yes. two years ago. It's mm-hmm. like night and day. Right. You are good enough now to where you don't need me. Exactly. And I've, you've, like, I've, I remember the, first, the youngest student that... I taught was 17 when mm-hmm. she came to me, mm-hmm. and she was so frustrated really? because she had, well, she'd been told all her life that mm-hmm. she was super smart and so good at what she does, and, you know, she wasn't wrong, but she was jumping up to the next level and going to college, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And failed her first calculus test just mm-hmm. like I did, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like a lot of people do. Yeah. And oh, her, she had what you might call an identity quake. Mm-hmm. Where she, her entire self-concept changed overnight mm-hmm. for the worse. She started wow. doubting everything mm-hmm. she was because mm-hmm. of a number yeah. on a piece of paper. And that's a tragic. Grade. Yeah. Over a grade, you know? And she did not feel safe mm-hmm. doing that work anymore. Even though she had... Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, I, I, I just... 
I, I was just gesturing because I was thinking this is this is in my head. And I'm I'm listening to, yeah. to understand, but also, um, my father once told me that a C plus a war, a hard you know hard worked for C plus that teaches you not only you know memorization <clears throat> but you know understanding. Right. You start building your own concepts to to yeah. get to where you, you know where you need. That's a little that's can be more important than an A plus, especially 100%. especially when that A plus you forget you know you forgot right. everything you know because you want to be obsessive over the next A plus you need to right make. right. But if you make it you know if you have this like level of understanding that you can carry over to the next thing. Um, yeah. I'm not going to force my kid to oh, A plus, you know, B plus, yeah. you know, you, you know, just, yeah. just, you know, focus that time and, you know, and, and allowance, you know, opportunities yeah. on making a business and, and yeah. things like that. But, uh, yeah, this A's were not my thing in high school yeah. anyway. Not, no, not for me either. I was never a perfect student once I got to college mm-hmm. and, it's more important to me to compare where you are to where you were mm-hmm. rather than some, than some arbitrary grade break. Definitely. Like, uh, one, of the, one of the many things wrong with our educational system is that it teaches you to chase a letter. Yeah. It says it's, it's that assembly line mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's like, oh, it's, it's sort of like our educational system is stuck in the 1850s. We group people mm-hmm. by their date of manufacture. <laughs> That's true. Then, wow, yeah. Oh my gosh. Not by what they're really what they're really geared for mm-hmm. or what their inclination is or mm-hmm. what they want to do or what they're good at. It's Absolutely. it's yeah. date of manufacture. Yeah. And then we try to mold them into little machines. We try to say you have to fit these specifications yeah. Yeah. and if you don't fit that specifications, we're gonna put a red mark on your paper mm-hmm. and fail you. Imagine what that I mean, that's all fine and good for machine parts. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that does to human beings. Like they they've learned to feel shame mm-hmm. over not meeting somebody else's imaginary line, mm-hmm. and these are how we're training our workers to where we we're training them to feel shame mm-hmm. over their mistakes, oh, and yeah. once they get to me, they don't feel safe anymore doing math, mm-hmm. even though math by itself is just letters and numbers on paper, but they're having an amygdala hijack mm-hmm. in their head yeah. because yeah, fear they're fear they're emotion. feeling they they have experienced mm-hmm. shame around making mistakes in math. Mm. And the first thing I do when someone comes into my classroom, if they make a mistake and they start feeling, they start apologizing for it. And I'm mm. like, this is what you're here to do, my friend. Yeah, you, you're supposed to make mistakes. Exactly, a you're thousand. Not, yeah, yeah, like you're supposed to come in here and do it wrong as many times as you want. I'm not gonna take any points off you. Yeah. I'm your instructor, I'm mm. here to teach. Yes. I'm not here to evaluate anybody. Exactly. You don't have anything that you have to prove to me. Mm. I'm just the instructor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we have to teach them to understand, yeah. and rather than memorize. Right. And you know, sometimes it can be, um, what's, what's the, uh, you have to um, teach them more so. Um, other to, I'm trying to recall no, what was the, um, because it was, it was something on on your topic. And yeah, go ahead. Gonna, uh, go ahead, man. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, hmm. with the, but it, it, it's fine. It's fine. It'll it'll probably it'll, come it'll back, come to back me. later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we've got. I've had so many students that are talented. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not talented for math exactly, but they have a lot of talents. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I've, I had one student who was a professional level photographer and web developer, mm. developer mm. at age 18, mm. okay? Mm. She showed me her web page. It was fantastic. She has professional level skills. She could do that for a job. Yeah. But her dad says, you have to be an engineer. Mm. Okay. And like, she didn't enjoy it. Yeah. She was, and she wasn't particularly good at it. It didn't really mesh with who she was as a human being, mm -hmm. and she was living her life out of balance and mm -hmm. inconsistent with who she really is inside. Yeah. That's not good for you. No. I did. I went to graduate school and did that for two and a half years, and there ain't any future in that. Definitely There's not. um, all that's waiting for you on the other side of that is a breakdown, mm -hmm. or you quitting and realizing mm -hmm. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. I have to stop because this isn't me. So what's the percentage of people do you think that get a job that they aim for, or get a job that their degree is mm -hmm. geared toward? Like, what do you, you know, oh man, why? it's not much. Not I mean, much, of, my, of my friend group, my friend group was super artistic, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had one guy who was a writer, mm -hmm. a guy who was super into history, mm -hmm. and a, guy, a couple of graphic designers, mm -hmm. and a musician. All of them ended up working IT. Every single one of them. Oh gosh! I was I was the only person in my friend who, group who even got a job, even tangentially related to our degrees. Wow! Because uh, it's that's a the things that you want to do. The trick is getting paid for it. Yeah. I mean, you got to get by. You have to. Otherwise, you don't have the energy to 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 do it. You don't have the time yeah. to to. You don't even have that time bubble to practice. Yeah. On. That's, that's what's facing our band right now. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm teaching math right now, but I'd rather be singing. Yeah. I, by the way, I am one-third of the band Great Scott. <laughs> Great Scott Band. Go to greatscottband.com, listen to our music. It's all free. Yeah, and that's G-R-E-A-T-S-C-O-T, one T. With one T. That's correct. Greatscottband.com. Yes. If you're in on Spotify. Yeah, on Spotify, um, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, any of the popular streaming platforms, or you can just go to our website. If you're into alternative rock, you might like us. <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. Definitely. Would you consider like Interpol alternative rock? Interpol, that, if I liked Interpol, then I'll, I'll, I'll like you guys. Yeah, um, I, I'm not familiar with Interpol. We're Gosh. sort of more into like Nirvana, Alice yes. in Chains, that yes. sort of thing. Okay. Uh, REM a little bit, The Smiths yeah. as well. Okay, so Nirv if you if Nirvana is somewhat like Interpol, so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if that's the case, I'll, I'll definitely look it up. Yeah, definitely I'll, give I'll, us I'll a little link. Yeah. Yeah, we have a show coming up on the seventh down at the Tin Roof. So, nice. okay. if you want to give us a listen, that'd be a great place to do it. Oh, that is right, Tin Roof on uh, Glenwood. On Glenwood Avenue, that's right, yeah, man. Definitely. And then we've got a uh, got a show on the tenth at the uh, I think a Simple Twist over in mm -hmm. Smithfield. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a three hour set, so that's going to be an endurance match. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that then I'm definitely going to make a point to. Yeah. Thank I, you, man. I remember what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, um, it was about um, even as teachers. So, you know, we have teachers that teach, you know, this assembly line yeah. state. Then you have tutors like us, you know, yeah. uh, instructors, yeah. coaches, exactly. um, who give them this oasis of understanding because we, yes. we know what it was like. And, yeah. we, and yeah. sometimes they come to us with this, you know, this 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 inherent disadvantage. Yeah. Of just not, yeah. you know, uh, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They question us sometimes. But you have to show them... <clears throat> In my, and tell me what you think about. You have you have to show them this resilience to to think individually, right. and not look at it like a assembly oh, yeah. line, not to see a C plus as a you know a failure. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Mm -hmm. Like 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 I've said, some of them keep come to me. Mm -hmm. They don't feel safe. 
Yeah. They don't feel safe even talking about this. Mm -hmm. They've learned that inherited shame yeah. of making a mistake, mm -hmm. getting the red mark on the paper, yeah. and then coming home to a parent oh, who's wow. going to get angry at them and say, well, why didn't you, don't you have a bigger number yeah. on this piece of paper? It's like, what the hell does it matter? It's it's a number on paper. Exactly, and parents are the first <laughs> teachers. You know, That's there, right. There are no bad students. There, you know, there are bad there, teachers. There are very bad teachers out That's there. Right. Um, I don't know if you're familiar enough with the ACE questionnaire, okay. Adverse Childhood Experience Questionnaire. I'm not, but I, you okay. definitely let me know. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Okay. okay, There's 10 questions based on adverse events that happened to you mm -hmm. as a child, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're yes or no questions. It's a very simple questionnaire. Mm -hmm. And the higher, they've realized the top 10, of the top 10 things, the higher number of yes answers you have to those events, mm -hmm. the harder time you're going to have in school. Because you've inherited that shame mm -hmm. from your original teacher, your mother or father or whoever was taking care of you. Mm -hmm. And where I work, we have some people in there that have had very, very difficult lives. They've undergone a lot of strife. They've, they're stuck in survival mode, mm -hmm. and they're having tr trouble moving into survival mode. Exactly. And in school, you've got to be under a survival regime. Yes, exactly. And if you're still in survival mode, just trying to... Trying to survive the shame marinade that you grew up in. That's true. It's yeah. sort of like, does the fish know that it's wet? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't think it does. It doesn't have any idea. <laughs> These people live in shame because it's the only emotion they know. Absolutely. And they come into my classroom. They're trying to get good at something, and it's not working immediately because it ain't supposed to work immediately. Yeah. I'm not. A, I would never expect anybody mm -hmm. to get it the first time they see it. Absolutely, that doesn't make any sense. And they come into me and they feel that way, and I have to reassure them that, you know, like, not everybody's a genius. Like, you don't nobody, have to yeah, be that. You don't, you, have, you, to you don't have to be that. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. there's room enough in math and science for people who aren't perfect all the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and even though people think, oh, you know, there's only one answer to a math problem. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like they've. I always tell people if you've got a way. You have doing this problem that works. You don't have to do it my way. Yes. I'm not going to come wow, into your yeah. classroom and tell you how you got to do it. Mm -hmm. So if people say like, "Well, couldn't I do it this other way?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure you can. It'll work." I, I saw these interesting parallels, and then this one anomaly where it's like the the phone then and it's attached to a wall. The phone now we can carry it with us. We freaking have it in our ears. True. Then you have a, a, a TV and it looks like a box, and now it's like a flat screen. I can throw like a frisbee. Yeah. And then it's classroom in the 1940s. Looks exactly the same as the classroom now. Yep. Yep. It's, yep. It's, yep. Yep. It, nothing. Nothing has changed, and um, mm. it, it is not. What? What are people? What is the education system seeing as success? That's overlooking. You know uh, what? What? What fulfills us? Like. Yeah. Exactly. If they, they are. There's too much. Too much weight assigned to artificial metrics that don't really accomplish what they set out to do. Mm -hmm. This is true in our workplaces also. Yes. We're constantly being evaluated mm -hmm. and managed mm -hmm. and micromanaged. Yes. And we've got all these numbers attached to all this stuff that don't really measure anything useful. Mm -hmm. They set out to, but the people who made the system for evaluation are not the same people who are teaching and not the mm -hmm. same people who are learning. And many of them have never even seen the inside of what they're trying to test. Mm -hmm. They don't know how it actually works, but they're trying to evaluate everybody else. Exactly. This is Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. These are these are rules mm -hmm. made by a class of people who have not had to be there in the trenches. That's true. This has mm -hmm. been a, this has been not even just in the educational system, but in any hierarchical system. Mm -hmm. This has been an issue, mm -hmm. like military, educational, um, 
in the workplace, any workplace you've got. Mm -hmm. Like if you're trying to measure people with numbers rather than just communication. Yes. And like actually getting down in there and talking to people. Exactly. If you're trying to assign trying to assign artificial numbers to stuff to measure success, you're not going to measure success. You're going to measure you're going to measure compliance. Yes. And that's all you're measuring. Oh but that gosh. doesn't actually me that doesn't measure like how good you're going to be at what you do. You're hitting so many esoteric buzzwords that, yeah. that, that relate to uh, to relate to something else, I mean, and you know, I yeah. uh, then I've heard I've heard it, you yeah. know, a lot, and you well, know, it, some of my listeners will know, you know, yeah. some of them are coworkers. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> but uh, I'm a fellow student yeah. of these things as well. Yes, so yes. exactly. Um, with with tutoring, you know, the it just reminded me of my experience with that the tutoring agency. I think we talked we talked about it a little right. bit earlier, where um. We the, the method was by numbers. The method was oh we you know we we take we break up this this test and you know we make sure you make a certain number uh you know of of, mm -hmm. of, of completion and you, right. if you don't make that then we keep doing it or we you know we yeah. don't you know and it's just it's not you know it's not it's not efficient. That is not instruction. Yeah. That is compliance testing. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what you do to machine parts. Yeah. It's not true. what you do to human beings. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't tell you anything about human beings. It only it's sort of like our all of these evaluation systems that mm -hmm. I just mentioned that involve numbers. They are not meant to measure performance. They're meant to measure obedience. Yes. This is mm -hmm. unfortunately. I feel like that's what I end up having to teach mm -hmm. people in school is like how to be more obedient yeah. to somebody else's instructor. That's not going to make you a better person, and it actually teaches you to live a life that doesn't match who you are. That's the thing that that incongruence to like what your what your destiny is. Yeah, it's almost it's almost at the root of like what what was valued in, in in labor, right? Right. Where you know, oh, the the petroleum. I think petroleum engineers make as much as the president, right? Yeah. You know, is but, that right? Yeah, and if, if people like forty four hundred thousand dollars or, or something like that, that sounds year, plausible. You know, yeah, so, <coughs> but it, but if you chase the money and you don't chase your destiny, yeah, you know, you get the money but you're not happy. But if right. you chase your destiny, you're you know, broke or just, you well, know. who needs all that money if you're living like no no amount of money in the world can restore us a, a sense of self actualization. Mm -hmm. You cannot become self actualized by being rich. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. can you can have a lot of material goods. You can have all your needs cared for, which mm -hmm. that's not not a bad thing. I'm not going to speak against having money. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better to be who you are? Mm -hmm. Don't like um. Just rather than trying to fight the flow, just go with it. Exactly. Because you were you were made the way you were for a reason, mm -hmm. and you need to figure out what that reason is. Yeah. You got to burn away mm -hmm. all of that all that super ego virus that gets implanted in your head on the yeah. way to where you got where you were. Yeah. Definitely. Like all of these all these burdens you picked up. The only way you're going to get self actualized by letting them go. Yeah. Like in, and sometimes it's difficult to separate who you really are from the burdens you picked up mm -hmm. because you pick up those ideas definitely. from birth. And, and that reminds me, I'm going to come to like this this analogy, right? Um, of and, and where it comes from is the the, the growing appreciation of individuality, mm -hmm, right? Yeah. You you have to first quit your job. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not telling everybody to quit the job yeah. now, but you have to have a side side hustle that grows into its own job. Right, it grows into your passion. You know, yeah. that, that you want yeah. to do your ikigai. I think is the Japanese term. Ikigai, yeah, yeah. It's like where it's something that the world needs, something that you can get paid for, something that you love to do, and then a fourth thing, and then it's got to be something. Yeah, that what is the fourth thing? I can't remember. Right, yeah, something that people so, something that need people need. Or, yeah. yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, but um, basically, once you find that. Um, 
then you can enter this force of you know these entrepreneurs, the solopreneurs right, that right. that's growing and, and it's going to be big in the twenty twenties. Yeah, um, of you know in promoting these businesses, uh, yeah. these side hustles. Small businesses are growing. Yeah, and it's almost like and the analogy is kind of reverse. It's I, I think this small business growth is the is to the workplace as Bitcoin is to currency because it can't be controlled. Right. You know, it right. can't be controlled. It's new. It scares yeah. the hell out of people. I think it, you know, a lot of people yeah. are afraid of that because mm-hmm. my generation mm-hmm. was told, be obedient, follow the rules, get your numbers up, and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But we're not fine. Absolutely. That's the problem. We found, we did all we did all those things. We followed mm-hmm. all the rules. We passed the compliance tests. Absolutely. We're not fine. Some of us some of us didn't even get the money either. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were told this all our lives, and I have a lot of faith in the younger generation mm-hmm. that they looked at what happened to us, Definitely. and they're like, "We're not doing that. Yeah. We're not going to be that way." They'll like they're willing to run that side business, and they're willing to spend time on their hobbies, yeah. and they're willing to they're willing to take like smaller part time jobs, Definitely. so they have time. To work exactly. on that other thing, even mm-hmm. if they don't make a lot of money, is why the home sales have kind mm-hmm. of gone down. Yeah, it's because they don't have that kind of money. Yeah. but they don't they're 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 wor- <laughs> but they're working mm-hmm. toward being who they really are. Mm-hmm. They've got they were smarter than us, and I have a lot of faith that they're mm-hmm. the next generation after that is going to push it even further in that direction. I, know, I, so. I think they they saw what obedience gets them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't automatically mean you win. It doesn't guarantee you anything. Definitely, a lot of speaking points, you know, you know, yeah. brought forward today, and mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna be real with the audience. I think my storage space is going low, so, <laughs> so we'll probably just call it uh, call it a day. But definitely, thank you so much. Absolutely, you know, you're for, on. Absolutely. Glad to be on board. That absolutely. was a lot of fun, yes. man. You, you made this a success. Oh, I'm yeah, glad to hear that. Appreciate it. Hey, so. if you want me back, I'm I'm here. Just, uh, yeah. Hit me up at the chess club. Yeah, we could look. We we'll bring everybody in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you Definitely. what, man. Ted would be a hell of an interview. Yes. Oh He's, my gosh. He, you want to get a lot of storage space for him. Yeah. Because uh, he can yeah. tie a lot of history in Definitely. here. Which yeah. That's three way tennis right there. That's right. We can have ourselves a TED talk. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Well, all right. Hello, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I do hope to continue this as as long as possible. Um, definitely, you know, something that. You know, I got from this is just a different take on uh, you know a, a different type of tutor, and you know, really we should see our tutors as almost um, like again an oasis, a, a time away from this you know oh sit in line, uh, be quiet, fill this paper out. You know, they can really show us you know someone who's taken time and had time to marinate in the real world can really show us a perspective on on what. The, you know what the real world is about it's not always about money you know it's about pursuing your passion so what is it going to take for you know, this whole system to to accommodate our passion and, and really focus on happiness um, really be interested on in hearing what other countries are doing really um, and just expanding my knowledge base on everything uh, other episodes are coming I'm going to record the second episode in the first weekend of the new year um, going to try to do that every two weeks uh, depending on when I drop this but it will it will definitely be up very soon I cannot wait to introduce the second guest for this Um, please do keep a lookout I'm also going to have Instagram and YouTube snippets for everyone to to get a sampling of what I'm about Um, I will have links set for that as well thank you and have a wonderful day